<laughs> hero and hero again. I know you'll remember me conveniently. I am here to welcome you to yet another season of Immigrant Chronicles, A Day in the Rife, hosted by Tesu and Jack. Come here and discuss everything that is bothering you, every topic that is on your mind, in your chest or on top of your head. We cover everything. But please, please, don't ask us for money because right now our warrants are practicing social distancing. Immigrant Chronicles, A Day in the Rife, hosted by Tesu and Jack. If you do not know before, now you will know. If you do not hear before, now you will hear query. Welcome once again. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of A Day in the Life of an Immigrant. My name is Tesu Osar, and with me, as always, is the esteemed, honorable, incomparable <laughs> co-host of all time. I'm not giving you anything, man. <laughs> Jack, big <laughs> Jack. Not much, not much. Just, uh, just, just selling the week. June is done, right? Yes, it's July. So, six more months to see if we can make it till the end of 2020. Shit, cheers to that. So, yeah, um, first I want to say congratulations. What did I do? You started the show on the YouTubes. Yes. And the Instagram. It's called yes. Who is Somalia? Yeah. It's a very interesting insight into uh into the things that we love. Yeah. The scotches and all the you know luxuriousness. How do you feel about that? So, I mean, this was a, a leap of faith. <laughs> like know? everything else that you do. <laughs> so I, I I love whiskey, you know, I've been studying and being around it for the last well, almost 10 years, you start making money, then you start finding new hobbies. Mm -hmm. And the last five years, I've been involved a lot into bourbon more. So at this point in time, I realized that I've been through YouTube and I'm always there to learn more from other people. Mm -hmm. And there's no representation. There's not a lot of black people that review whiskey give their honest opinion. And when I joined the Black Bourbon Society, I found more people that have a need and long for that representation mm -hmm. of people that can teach them mm -hmm. or somebody that can give them the honest feedback from mm -hmm. their palate, mm -hmm. what, what good whiskey, bad whiskey, or what just your impression is of it. Mm -hmm. You know, drinking as a vice, you might as well have somebody who can guide you through that Absolutely, vice. absolutely. So I decided to come up with Hood Sommelier. So the Hood Sommelier is on Facebook, is on Instagram. My Instagram is more active now and soon to be oh, on yeah, YouTube. Yeah. yeah. So if you listen here and you're a whiskey lover. Or you're a whiskey distiller. Yeah, distiller or enthusiast. Send bottles to Hood Sommelier. <laughs> I'm not asking for underscore Sommelier. I'm not asking for follow me. Just send it. We'll figure it out. Go follow me on IG. And, uh, you know, go on YouTube, subscribe. Um, I will soon, once I start putting things on YouTube, I will be giving out merch. I'll be giving out little things for people to, to also enjoy. But IG is pretty lit. Yeah. Uh, I always have a, I do it randomly, but at least twice a week, I have nightcap with your sommelier where I taste something or teach you how to make a cocktail or mm -hmm. tell you something about a cocktail that maybe I thought about that night. And we get to have a nightcap together. Yeah, and your but, photographer is pretty dope too. Shout out to him. Yeah, I got I got a good team behind me. <laughs> Respect. Um, 
So, okay, now that you did that. That's one of the things that people don't know. What? It's like we do other things beside the podcast, right? That's the dope part about it. Yeah. And and it's interesting, right? You are an amazing photographer, (laughs) but yet most people probably heard you only on a podcast. And in their mind, if you... If you guys have a moment, go on IG and look for <laughs> imagination. But the way it's written is the worst thing you've ever seen in your life because you'll be confused. But look for Tesu. Tesu, just for Tesu, and you find Tesu and you find his page, Imaginating. He take amazing shots. If you look at any of my, you know, if you go on Hold Sommelier and you you look at my <laughs> photos. This is not, this, this is not our, allowed, man. You, you are doing way too on much our right page, now. This on is on weird. our Facebook page, all the pictures were taken by Tesu. Um, most of my bottles that have amazing shots were taken by Tesu. I really, the, the, the new Riff, Riff one, that was my favorite. No, new Riff actually tweeted, uh, reposted that. Respect, you know. So we, no, we, do, uh, we do a lot of things. No, but the, you know the funny thing about that though? It's like... So when I have conversations with people, you know what I mean? Like, I mean, obviously they know you, right? Mm-hmm. They know you as in, yep, Jack and Tess are like fire and smoke. Mm-hmm. Like you see one, you see the other one. You hear one, you hear the other one, you know what I'm saying? Um, but then it's like even, you know, the person, uh, Buddy Jobel, that you're in business with and I'm in business with. Like we are like a no, weird... Like said, that's what I'm saying. I it's like a, a weird team. Voltron. You were there... Uh... Uh, Jubelino Design mm-hmm. or Tico Design is another amazing immigrant, mm-hmm. right? He does, I mean, he designed everything. If you look at my logo of Hood Day, if you look at our, uh, our logo, yeah. Immigrant Chronicle, yeah, yeah, yeah. he did that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I would tell you right now, shout out, shout out to all of us immigrants that come to this country without any English, without anything, and try to accomplish something. Mm-hmm. Because the journey is not easy. But, oh, my God, I mean, I see excellence amongst immigrant community. That gave me some time emotional because I'm like, if it comes to grinding, we are out no, here we do this shit, grounding. Man. Right? We, if we, and we take something that we, we want to do, by God, we're going to do it to the best that we can. So, you want to know a funny story last weekend, right? Because mm-hmm. um, I'm helping Jack with a project. And... um I'd shot basketball, uh, baseball that day, mm-hmm. all day in the sun. Then I came straight to your house. I called you and you were like, mm-hmm. oh, going to dinner. I was like, yeah, I got a key. I'll get in there, whatever, and start doing. Like I sort of started working while you were there. I didn't leave your house till probably like 12.31. I didn't get home till like 2. Mm-hmm. I woke up the next day at 8 a.m. to then go back out to shoot somewhere. I was like, God, leave, man. I'm exhausted. But that sense of accomplishment where after walk, working like a donkey, Mm-hmm. On the weekend for a job that I'm not even getting. This is a passion project. Mm-hmm. It was just like, man, like we put so much into not just the work that we do or the businesses that we have, but even passion projects. Like, I don't care how exhausted I am. If you call me, hey, man, come do X, Y, Z. I'll be like, all right, cool. Like, I, I'm i just the rest of the day. You can have, you know, those five, six hours or whatever. Um, but the, yeah. The, but is it, isn't it the secret to life? Right. And we I spoke about this in the previous episode. We were told, you know, when we were growing up back home in Africa and most immigrant countries, you were told to go to school, right? Mm-hmm. To mm-hmm. excel in school. Mm-hmm. But we end up excelling academic you know, academically. Yeah. But yet we never actually pursue 
what we're passionate about. Oh, absolutely. So when when it, when most immigrant kids come to America, if there's one of the biggest thing America teaches you is is to follow your passion. Yeah, tap into something. And I will be honest that I've honestly become a a happier person mm-hmm. and a better person when I started engaging into something I'm passionate about. Absolutely. No, and and it and it shows. Um because again like you know when when you do tastings or when you're somewhere like it's just and 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 for me I I get a sense of pride in it because you're teaching me. I'm learning new things every day, but it's also cool when you know I can just text you like when I'm out with somebody or whatever like that or with people and they're asking me like, oh, well, I want to get like scotch. I'm like, sure. <laughs> one second. Let me get somebody on FaceTime right now that will guide you through this path. And they will never stare you wrong because they've never stared me wrong. So, um, no, it's, it's, it's again, like I said, it, it's a really good dope venture. And it's kind of interesting how we've just kind of intertwined with our personal projects and passion projects mm-hmm. in some way trying to make revenue off of it. Mm-hmm. But um, let me ask you. Speaking of revenue. Wait, before you do that, let's do Corona Corner. How is the mentals at mm. this point? You, you know, you, at this point... You, feel a, you, you seem a little low right now. No, uh, actually... So, Did you take a nap or something? No, like? I'm, I'm, I'm actually going off of two podcasts I actually listened to this, this week mm-hmm. and feedback that we received from our, from our fans. Okay. What was the feedback? The feedback was, we love to step on each other's stuff. That's the whole point of yes, you and I being friends. You see, we're doing it again. Okay. So I decided that through this episode, I'm <laughs> You're going to be more see, mindful? Fuck I'm that. Gonna... Nah, fuck that. You can't do that. That's weird. <laughs> no, it is not weird. Because you're it... talking like a Buddhist Zen right now. That's fucking crazy, dog. But every now and then, we do have serious side, right? <laughs> we do. This is, I don't want serious today. We've been serious for a long time. No, I no, want to no, joke no, today. No, no. We, we, we have not been serious. We have been deep into the trenches and yeah. we just fought our way through it, right? But we have not been serious. But I wanted to see how was the episode, because believe it or not, I released to our episode. And I want to know how does the episode sound if each of us makes their point before the other one jumps in. But that's weird. <laughs> Who does that? Regular people? friends don't do that. <laughs> Family don't do that. Regular people. Okay, that's great. Shout out to them. <laughs> what? <laughs> okay. Let me let oh, okay. make your point before I talk about revenue. <laughs> <laughs> All right, cool. No, um, well, shit, now I forgot what I was gonna say. No, um, I, I guess okay. So in reference to the You're pre- talking about Corona. That's what well, okay, so I'd like, like okay, so let me ask you, like, so how are, how are you mentally at this point? How is Corona still treating you? All of that, like, where are you at with it? I, you know, during the year, I make it a point that every quarter or so I go somewhere. Mm-hmm. Traveling is something I do as therapy. Mm-hmm. I have to get out. I mm-hmm. have to. I have to be somewhere. I don't care where it is. I have to travel somewhere and experience something new. Mm -hmm. I believe when I, when I understood that life is about the sum of your experiences, Mm -hmm. I promised myself that I, if I die today, I've tried as much as I could Mm -hmm. through life. And the hardest thing now is my inability to travel freely, to Mm -hmm. do anything freely. Right now I did, I did a lot of lifting this weekend 
and it's hard to breathe a little bit when I take deep breath. Mm-hmm. But instead of thinking about, oh, I lift too much, mm-hmm. I'm there like, oh, I'm having difficulty breathing. Mm-hmm. Rona, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it's a it's, it, it's a weird thing right now. Mm-hmm. You can't, you know, I'm in this venture right now, and I feel like I could go to, you know, to Kentucky. I could go to. Tennessee, mm-hmm. Indiana, and mm-hmm. meet those distillers and mm-hmm. do these activities. Mm-hmm. Meet more people and shake hands with people to create relationship. You have to elbow tap now. I can't. Mm-hmm. And I, I don't care how it's put. I, I'm, I don't feel like I'm myself. You're not going to cry, are you? No, no, no. no <laughs> okay, no. good. What I'm, no. saying, what I'm saying here is that I don't feel like I'm myself because... I haven't done all the things that I want to do because sometimes I feel like, well, I go weeks or two, I'll stay home and, and do this. I don't want to work out. I don't want to do anything. I just mm-hmm. want to eat food and drink and just stay home. But usually when I'm going to travel, give me motivation. Like, okay, I'm going to put myself in shape. I'm yeah, going to yeah, yeah, be yeah. doing this. But even my fasting is off. Oh, oh shit. Okay. I can't fast. So, Wait, are you done processing the thought? I don't want to be interrupted. <laughs> this is no, gonna be weird. No, go ahead. No, but so no, I, I, and I totally agree with you, and I, I absolutely sympathize with you because, you know, um, for for me, you know, traveling is also something that I enjoy. But I was, I was I, funny enough, I was listening to an interview you did mm-hmm. um, on Shout to Africans in Diaspora that channel and Afro Swag Magazine. Shout to y'all, um, but. I remembered last year you and I having a conversation, like early, early when mm-hmm. we did the conversation mm-hmm. series. And you were like, yeah, I go to a city every month mm-hmm. to do the Strongman or the Ironman mm-hmm. or the, one of those, the, 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 yeah, the Warrior Dashes. Mm-hmm. And I was like, shit, I could do this too. Like, this is shit. Like, again, you find new ways to like, so I did a few and I even did market to market Correct. and all that. And now it's just like, there's I'm not even motivated to go run outside. Correct. Because, because it's just you you I'm I'm I, I, I train. Mm-hmm. I train through the year. I'm a I'm, I I gain weight really easily. I don't know what is it with my genes or how much food I love, but I gain weight easily. Most people can eat and still progressively gain with me. You give me two weeks, I'll I put on my my yeah. 20 pounds easily. Don't worry about it. I, 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 I got this. But you know the funny thing about that is I realized that in looking at pictures and not, it's not weird, but like I just like looking at your highlights, right? Mm-hmm. Because again, we've known each other for a while. And, excuse me, looking at the pictures, like I was like, man, like Jack has come a long way. Mm-hmm. I was 240, 45 pounds three years ago. Dang. I can't, like when I'm over in, in 200. 90, in 90, in 90... It, was, it took me set nine months to drop 47 pounds. Dang. Now you can do that easily. Yes. But, but now you like you have the tools now. Correct. Because you go, like, I've seen, look, if you have, look, first and foremost, uh, Jack is a husky dude. Uh, he's King Thickums, pause. <laughs> but I promise you, you don't want to work out with Jack. <laughs> Jack treats the gym like he treats his business. <laughs> It's like a spouse that gets abused vehemently <laughs> because we worked out a few times and I'm like, bruh. So if you want to get a good workout in, work out with Jack. 
But um, yeah, no, I mean, I, I completely understand the whole aspect of it. I use I use everything in my life kind of blended together. I love mm-hmm. food, so mm-hmm. I will travel because of food. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I love new experiences. So since I love uh, obstacle runs by mm-hmm. nature. Obstacle runs happen happen in every state. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What's the best yeah. opportunity to, to go? To, I get you go. I get to visit the stone. state. Yep. I get to try their food. Yep. And, and to they, end it, I get to run and with other the people that and, I don't know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But then I get to visit a distillery or a place where there's new beer, alcohol, mm-hmm. and then the whole experience I blended together, and my soul is fed. I, I met a pilot two days ago. Okay. You know, and we were just having conversations and it like, but I was at a restaurant and I was, you know, me, I was in the, having that conversation, I was processing being weirded out that I was in a restaurant, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? And I was just like, why has this become so foreign? Mm-hmm. And literally, okay, it takes what, 14 days to break a habit. Mm-hmm. In Corona, it's taken three months to evolve to people that don't go to restaurants. Mm-hmm. That is crazy to me. It is crazy. You know what I'm saying? It and I was crazy. like, God damn, man. Like, like, you know, shout out to the mouth breathers out there, those that don't wear a mask and et cetera, et cetera. Shout out to you. But it's just like, at this point, I don't even know anymore. I, that's, you, you just said it. You literally just said it. Like, I don't even know. Most people are where you are right now. I don't know. Because, what, Wednesday? I was in a restaurant. Mm-hmm. No, Tuesday. Yeah, Tuesday I was in a restaurant. Mm-hmm. How'd that feel? It, it's, it's weird. Mm-hmm. We're not wearing masks, but every staff is wearing a mask. Mm-hmm. They're wearing gloves. Mm-hmm. Some are, some are not. Mm-hmm. I'm sitting there going, what's going what on? Did I, <laughs> what is who, who's going to die? <laughs> <laughs> who's going to die? Yo, it's so, so crazy. So, you know, I don't know. I don't know. I kept a mask in my pocket all the yeah, time. Yeah, yeah. I make sure that I wash my hand. Yeah. I use I use things. I don't open doors with my hands. It's, it's a habit that I had a long time ago. Yeah. I don't I don't I don't I don't open doors with my hand mm-hmm. to begin with. I but it it's just but at this point in time, I swear if this is the time y'all that pray all the time, right? <laughs> Y'all I'm calling in that favor too. In church yeah, all the time. Please. I'm gonna need y'all right now. <laughs> you know, I don't care if you're with Allah, if you're Buddha, you're with Jesus, we need you're with all Mary. Of we need the whole squad. You, you are, you're with God directly Himself. You you're with I don't care who you with, please send in a request and tell them that <laughs> we we got it. Yeah. We yeah, heard we heard. Yeah, we heard. We, 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 we good. We good. We're gonna be we gonna behave. We're gonna now. be all right. <laughs> It's gonna be all right. We we got it. it. I feel like I feel like those those sketches that you see where the girl be on the stick and she there praying saying, "If Please you let me off this one, I promise you, I promise I'm always I'll do it again." Let's just tell him if he let Corona just go or find just a magic scientist to 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 Corona, we promise we ain't gonna act crazy no more. You know that's that's really where I feel. No, I dig that. No, like, I, and absolutely, that is that is where we are. So that that was our Corona corner. Let's get into some responsibilities, Jack. Mm-hmm. Let's just talk about it. Oh wait, wait, wait! Before you do that, not sorry. So, ladies and gentlemen, uh, today's a very I like the vibe today. This is great uh, because you get to finish your thought. You see, new experiences. Don't fuck it. <laughs> 
<laughs> what is this? Listen. All right. So, um, for, for those that listened to the episode and texted Jack, I hate that you guys always text Jack instead of going to the feedback section in your iTunes to tell us about the episode or tell us about the episode or post it on our page. We need these numbers. We want to be able to take this to sponsors and show them that this is how much traction we're generating. So I will first and foremost say I hear you guys and I understand where you're coming from. I wouldn't apologize for it because it was a conversation that I was having. It was a foreign territory for me and I got excited. It went from a conversation about trying to learn somebody to falling in love with two people and just loving to have a conversation. Because again, we're in Rona times, we're hanging out with people, we're doing like, it's this is foreign kind of sort of. So when we have guests on here, it's not because like we're just talking over them. We're just it becomes a community. We're having you know we have some drinks and we're talking and we're just learning about each other. And I get a bit excitable because I love to learn about humans. Like I love people. But when you have a nuance about you, like this, why me and Jack are friends. Jack can always teach me something. The reason why BJ was here, much respect to him, and I was learning from him. And Steph was here, and I was learning from her. It was just like. It's like everything happening in real time and you think you have an idea of how you're going to approach that, but then you're in it and it's like, wait, I did not even know that this was going to go here. Mm -hmm. So for that, I would take responsibility for my excitability. But again, this is a learning process for us. So we appreciate all the feedback that we received in regards to that. However, in the future, you can text Jack, but please go to our iTunes, go to our Facebook page at Immigrant Chronicles, A Day in a Life. Go to our Instagram, comment, post it, share with your friends, come into the fold. The... We, we are humans, right? And honestly, yeah. We got into this podcasting. I don't think we read a book about podcasting. <laughs> you called me and said, let's start a podcast. Yes. We, <laughs> I've seen, heard some podcasts. But I say, if we're going to do this in good immigrant fashion, mm-hmm. we are going to do this the way we know how, mm-hmm. right? And there'll be some days we're going to fuck up. I, but I wouldn't consider that a fuck up. No, but and there'll be some days we're just going to be better. Mm-hmm. That's what it's going to be. Yeah. And you guys are going to realize that through the episode, God giving us life is only going to get better from here. Yeah. We talked about homosexuality. We talked about being in the LGBTQ community. Shout out to them. If you just knew how uncomfortable in our soul we had to be to have this conversation because as we mentioned in the episode, is never been a conversation we've had where we grew up amongst ourselves, amongst immigrant people, mm-hmm. am, amongst people, people of that from different culture than America, period. Mm-hmm. So it, it, it gets harder. You you almost are I, I, understanding as you're learning, as you're trying to do this. So at the end, you I, just go, fuck the mic, yeah. right? We're just going to talk because the one thing we did not do in mm-hmm. this, we have to take the L for, mm-hmm. is we actually never give a chance of, for our guests to really talk about themselves. Everyone said the same thing. I really wanted to know more about BJ, mm-hmm. their experience. Mm-hmm. So the one promise I can make you guys is because we are family now. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If we need BJ and and 
Steph to be back, we can make, make it, it happen. happen. Yeah. Yeah. No, absolutely. And this time we'll give them the platform and the space for them to actually tell us more about themselves. Because I know a lot of immigrants are longing to hear about other people's experience in the the true people that are in the LGBTQ community, mm-hmm. their experience and really know how did they handle it. Somebody said somebody said to me um that it was it felt like and this is some honest feedback and I really appreciate it. Again, we're recapping this and we're talking about other things, but it was the, the person said um that it felt like even though they understood the context because I explained it to them, they said it felt like a uh, a disenfranch- disenfranchised group of people going to speak out and still gain disenfranchised yes. because it was two cis men talking over people in the LGBT community. I, I felt bad after that. No, I, again, no. And that, a lot of people brought that to my attention. They say... We never got a chance. You did not create a space and a chance for those people to really tell us more. If you really okay. wanted to be, you know, bring immigrants mm-hmm. in the LGBT community mm-hmm. out, you guys needed to fall back. You guys got too excited, right? And almost it, kept asking and asking. But yeah, by the time they give you something, yeah, you, you jump just on like, it yeah. and just keep yeah, going, yeah, yeah. right? No, absolutely. And again, we're humans, man. We are humans. Like, Again, you have to understand, when Jack called me for this conversation, I thought I was prepared. <laughs> you know, I mean, you know me. Like, I interviews is my shit. Mm-hmm. But then I was like, God, like, we I was like, I was not all. prepared. We were not. We were not. You know what I'm saying? So, again, it's like, look, I wouldn't call it an L, but I would take the Well, I'll call it an L. We will take we'll an take L, the L on this. Yeah. You know, it's, it's our responsibility to be more... Mindful. On point. Mindful. Mindful. Yes. Um, so yeah, Jack, I see I don't like this new person that you just turned into, but we, I do we, we just I, have I, to I do I do appreciate bring some the, wisdom into this show, right? Because truly we talk, we speak our mind all the yeah, time, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But every now and then we should fall back a bit. We should fall back a bit because uh-huh. honestly, we are we are a responsible grown adult that have a life. We just talked about all the things we do yeah. outside of yeah, the podcast, yeah, 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 right? Yeah, yeah. So we we understand responsibility. Yeah. We understand, we understand structure, spaces right? and things like and, that. And outside of this, you and I have professional jobs where we are dealing with people that are very professional. So when people, if one day our podcast is listed on, I don't know, a podcast nation and they come, mm-hmm. you have to talk about it, we have to be okay with this say, you know what, when we started, Guess what? We, we, made, we, we, made, we made a, a lot, lot of mistakes. mistakes. Yes. <laughs> Absolutely, man. So so it, it, it only makes sense for us before we bring our subject of the day in to just tell people that is yes, we recap when we we are done with the episode, but sometimes we rather talk to you guys and let you know that this conversation may ha- may happen behind closed door but, after the mic yeah. is shut down. Yeah. But you guys also need to know that. We talk we, about we, it. Yeah, like we, 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 we try to it. we try to be we try to be cognizant and we try to anticipate like my I okay, so I will what I do professionally, me and Jack are in the same mind frame industry, we just operate differently. Mm-hmm. I'll explain. Jack is an insurance, I'm in risk mitigation. My department does not exist. We're like the feds. But I, I work for an institution that I, me and a group of people do what we can to save them billions of dollars. 
just so you understand. So, you know, when we talk about risk anticipation and, you know, you, you were always trying to think 10 steps ahead mm-hmm. for a situation. So even after this and listening back to it, because we don't have a studio engineer, mm-hmm. we, we do this ourselves. We had to listen to it. So even when Jack is calling me like, hey, you cut something out. And I'm like, I know. But there's a reason for that. So again, I guess publicly, and I will own up to it, and I will apologize on behalf of myself and the Immigrant Chronicles podcast, uh, a day in a life, just so that you guys understand that. Again, we are working like these these conversations that we're approaching. Shout out to everybody that has taken the risk to come sit here and listen and listen and be a part of this. Mm-hmm. Shout out to y'all that listen to us and, you know, stream our stuff everywhere and share it to your friends. But I believe that the reason why we we and you guys mesh the way we do is because of... You accept us as we come. We are not experts. You we, guys expect us as we are. You guys have given us feedback. And every time we get feedback, we tweak something. Uh-huh. You don't hear dripping of juices anymore because we sorted that you know what i mean but again no i i really appreciate that people were able to give feedback about that and um you know we'll again we'll do our best to not get excitable when we have guests maybe cut down the guests from maybe two at a time because that was big for us two guests shit wow but anyway let's talk some shit um before we get in our subject of the day, you guys will have realized that if you go and listen to your podcast now, if you look in the description, there is an anchor link that have been in all our, our, on our description mm-hmm. there now. And the reason why when we started immediately, I told Tesu, we're going to take our own money, our own energy and everything that we have, because this is what we're passionate about. And we're going to put it out there. But as we grow bigger, we know that we eventually will have to do studio rentals. We have to make sure that we get better equipment. We have to make sure that we are Hire growing a team and the brand. Like yeah. And at a certain point, we are not going to have the time ourselves to mix things or do anything. Yeah. But we also want to give you more content in the sense of we want to do more video, right? We want you guys to see us doing this so you can relate more to us. And but if be- you guys want more episodes than once a week, I know most podcasters do twice a week, but if you guys want that, I mean, there are ways to, you know. There, as as you guys become our supporter, because I know sometimes people go on Facebook and get those stars and do live and whatnot. Lives are going to come, and I promise you guys, yeah, a couple people ask me about lives. Let's wait till the winter comes when we know we all inside and the snow is outside. Then we can do lives and we'll talk well, about moving things. into your house now. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> See, this, this, this is how professional is what we talking about. Look at this guy cutting no, me off. Go ahead, man. I'm sorry. So this is this is my my call to action to y'all. So if y'all listen to us, there's only one way to support us. We don't want to complicate it. We don't want to give you too many ways to support us. You can go on Anchor on that link that you see on the description. Click on it, and it will ask you if you want to become a supporter. You, be, you can become a supporter of us on Anchor by just minimum of $4.99 a month, and then you are our supporter. We know that you support us. I will make sure Tesu writes you a nice email. 
and in the most professional ways that you actually because I can't write English at all. I'm terrible at speak it, but I can't write it. Grammatically, you gotta correct me every day. But if you guys are listening now, you can become a monthly supporter or you can just do one-time donation and then give us something to help us keep growing as a person. But we need now supporters. We've put in enough time now that we are at the point Okay, now that we've put in enough time, if we're going to do a Facebook show, if we're going to do more live, or we're going to do more than one episode a week at a certain time, we just take your... times and energy. Yeah. Two, two ways you can help. Click on that link on Anchor. Go in. You take PayPal or credit card. or It's $4.99 a month. You get to support us. Anchor doesn't keep it. We, it comes all to us. And the second way that you can actually support us is to take every one of our episodes and force it onto your friends. Yeah. We we want you to force it onto to, to your friend <clears throat> and and just have them listen. To, I tell everybody when they're ready to listen, I say, give it the first five episodes. Yeah. After the first five episodes, it's okay for you to say, I hate it or yeah. I like it. But, but you gotta, you gotta give warm it up. the yeah. first five episodes yep. because we, we are not expert so this is my call to action to you guys if you we need supporters we need people to actually get behind us and show us that we are doing something so when you listen to the next episode it's on spotify itunes google man click on the support button click on the on the link go into anchor enter your information enter how you want to support us and then boom you're good to go and we will see it and we'll appreciate you what what's the name of our first support the first person that supported us i want to be able to give that person a shout out because we didn't ask before the person actually supported us uh i i have to look it up and we'll get back to that i can look it up right now yeah, hold on let's look it up on the because because oh, i was this, i was this, quite amazed by this episode that is going to be one of those people that person that person supporting us do you know who that is I, I have no idea what the person is. I and can't. Oh, wait. There's an email, right? Yes. Yeah. And and I have no idea who the person is. All, all I saw is that the person become a, a supporter. Uh, we have a listener. What's the person's name? Jesus. It doesn't say in the email. No, it does. It does say the person's name. It does? Yeah. So... Uh, no, you went in and seen who yeah, was that's our what I'm first saying. supporter. Like, I have to okay. look. It'll yeah, be... it did. It did tell us congratulations. You uh, activated. You have your first supporter. Yeah, so that actually came uh, in. Uh, shout out to you, Florence Cook. Cook. Yeah, Cook. Yeah, yeah. Shout out to you um, for the support. We really Florence appreciate. Yeah, we, re we really appreciate it. I don't know who this person is, but I appreciate we, that. We, I don't know where you're from, but being the first supporter, I, you know I, what? I DM us. Think, we'll send yes, you something. Send us a message. Yeah, we'll send you something. something. We we would love to. To to you know anybody yeah, to know, that walk uh, first in, supporter, first you are like you have a lifetime. Well, <laughs> don't make promises. Yeah, don't make promises. I can't keep. All right, so we'll figure it out. Just DM. So I appreciate, I appreciate you coming up to us, which brings us to the subject of the day. Mm -hmm. you're are so, you going to be this melancholy like the whole episode? This today, I'm not drinking. Why? You realize that? Yeah. Yeah. Why? Because I'm still fasting. Oh, got you, got you. So, okay, well, I'm drinking, so. <laughs> but I'm, I'm trying I'm to breaking. get back to my fasting habit. 
and it's so hard. Okay, so do you want to start? Um, well, I got ketones for you, by the way. Um, but do you want to? Um, do you want to like you want to? I won't say a challenge, but let's start a system. Yeah, come like I mean, Monday because my gym is open again. Yeah, so I'm gonna start waking up at five a.m. to go work out because I'm at home. I would do, and if you don't but understand what we're talking about, we doing intermittent Inter- fasting. intermittent fasting because so. I'm uh because I'm I'm now drinking bourbon and and talking about it on the show. I'm not gonna lose weight the way I want as fast, but my fasting window is gonna be eighteen and six. Yeah, so I can actually I can actually I'm I'm I will be like starting my fast around 11.30 because I do the nightcap and then I eat till the next day right about 7 o'clock. Okay. So, um, look, but, at how, look at how we're scheduling stuff into <laughs> our passion projects. <laughs> but And who's the best podcast? No, I'm kidding. Uh, no, let's not talk about uh, Let's talk about... Let, do, do, they, do you want to introduce the subject Do you want? Because we're really you, good at it. No, no. Okay, okay uh, so check this out. Uh, uh, I'll do it. So, so me and Jack... Um, we're having a conversation and this is okay. So somebody tweeted something and I read the tweet and it resonated with me. I'll read it to you guys. And the tweet goes in Africa, we give birth to kids we can't care for. And the kids grow up to blame, not the parents, but uncles who in parentheses, who have their own challenges for not taking care of them. It breeds a cycle of deep family hatred have kids according to your pockets. Mm-hmm. I read this and I've been having conversation. Shout out to my boy Chuck. We had this conversation. Shout out to everybody else I had this conversation with today. And Chuck sent me a long thing to read, which I, you know, I'm I skimmed through, but I'm gonna get to. And then Jack came over and said, Yo, um, let's talk about responsibility. And I was mm-hmm. like, mm-hmm. Were you shitting me? Like, did you talk to Chuck? He's like, no. I'm like, okay, well, Chuck just sent me this, and this is a conversation we're, we're about to have. So today we're going to talk about the, the 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 strains of responsibility as it pertains to an immigrant. Yes, and if you if you ever have been around immigrant, mostly immigrants from developing countries, uh-huh. I won't call them third world, developing countries, usually. The person who makes it to the United States or to the great to the Western world becomes unofficially the breadwinner of the family. Mm-hmm. So they don't only have to cater for themselves if they have families in America, but they also have to be in tune with everything that happens in their home country. And they also have to be connected enough to send money back to people in their home country. Uh-huh. So take me, for example. Um, ever since I've you know been here, people always ask for favors and I do what I can to help. Uh-huh. Um, Jack does the same thing to family in Canada as well as in Togo. Um, I know people that you know are from the Philippines that send money home, or Malaysia, whatever you want to call it. So... And even expats that live in other countries send money from those countries to the United States. So again, they're very, very, uh, uh, there's these situations where we unofficially become responsible for, um, for family members that you may or may not know. You may have very little love for or some love for. I mean, it's just, it becomes this gauntlet of everybody trying to, You, I, I put it this way. 
Think about a puppy. A, think about a dog who just had a litter, right? And everybody's trying to suck the tit. That's mm-hmm. how I I, 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 I I picture. That's a bad metaphor, but okay. that's how I envision like the immigrant responsibility scale to look like. What do you think? Yeah, but the best way to put our our thing is there is unwritten rules mm-hmm. of where you grew up, right? Because remember, if you have to see the nucleus or I would say break down the molecule of what an immigrant family is. Mm-hmm. When we had the episode talking about how to raise our kids, it mm-hmm. takes a family. It, uh, takes, it a takes a village. village. Yeah. But the one thing you have to understand also with those, it takes a village responsibility that the village is take upon to say, they're going to take care of you. Absolutely. It means that if you have any sort of success, you're also responsible for that village. Absolutely. Which means now, pride, your, your parents only eat pride. Everybody else wants something out of your pocket. That's a fact. Whoa, that's weird. Say that again. Your parents only consume pride. They eat pride. They that's eat all your pride. Pride. It's like, oh, you know what? We proud of you. Yeah, 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 yeah. But everyone else. Yo, I never thought about it that way. Want something out of your pocket. Yeah, yeah. Everyone else want the fruit of your accomplishment. Yeah. Your parents are just proud of your accomplishment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah because yeah. most of your parents say, Oh, if you if I grow up, you don't take care of me, it's okay. I'm I did my job. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah. everyone said, Have you heard about Tesu? He's now a doctor. Then mm-hmm. it's like, Oh, Tesu, my, he, my oh, he just bought he just sent me money to buy this car. This car. Yeah. Right? No, that's crazy. Then it's like, oh, okay. Am I, you know, I, does that mean that I have to, Tesu now is part of your family? Mm-hmm. Oh, and they, what did they say? Remember when you used to come to our house and, and eat and you were, you know, so small the, and but, they start reminding you of things that they forget all the things that your parents have done for them or have, have you know, have helped with. Mm-hmm. All of a sudden, you owe them a responsibility. You... You owe them something. But do you do you think that do you think that um so okay, I, I feel as though that's why do you think that's why most of us Africans are wary or immigrants are wary of people? Yes. Because that's a lot of where my paranoia comes from mm-hmm. is again that Am I know, gonna owe something? I'm, I don't I never wanna owe anybody. I will give you the shirt off my back, the pants off my legs, and we will never speak about it. Mm-hmm. I will never take anything from you. But I'm telling you right now, I'm never. You know, I will never take anything from you. Um, Do you take a lot from me? <laughs> no. When you say I will never take anything from no, you, I mean that, matter- that is not that is not in our in our African ways, right? But that's the thing is, because again, we have this communal aspect, but sometimes I feel like the communal aspect of it is very, very counterproductive. Like I will say in our community, you, when I say our, I mean you, Jack A, me, Tesu, uh-huh. and the people that we have around us, even if we don't, even if everybody does not equally contribute, they serve a purpose. But, but also you have to understand mm-hmm. that, um, 
we're in a social... I talked about the village, right? Mm -hmm. So there is an unwritten contract that if you're doing well, you should share your wealth. Each one teach one. Nope. If you're doing well, you should share your wealth. Each one teach one. Mm -mm. Not the same? Not the same. Okay, go ahead. See, the concept of each one teach one means that if I'm doing well, I can teach, teach you how, how to do well. well. Gotcha. Okay, my bad, my bad, my bad. That, because that's the, what we do. Uh, uh, correct. Yeah. In, in the... In the, in the African especially mentality mm -hmm. is that if you do well, you can take care of us. Yeah, I hate that. I know. But you have to understand that every immigrant that come to either France, the UK, the UK they're the now abroad, right? They're yeah. not, not in Africa. Yeah. I don't care if the person is a student. Mm -hmm. I don't care if the person is a, a, a janitor. I don't care if the person is a... Is, they don't know what you're doing there. All they know is you're abroad. The fact that you are abroad, you're making more. You are way better than us. Yeah. So now you you gotta take us. it. Yeah. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. So let's break let's break it down to simple responsibility, mm -hmm. right? I'm listening. You are somewhere. Is is a is a social contract. Mm -hmm. It's not a real contract. It's not anything that you owe anybody, but it's a social contract. In in the in the AKA guilt. Yes. In the front of it, you want your parents to do well enough while you're abroad so the neighbors can see how well they're doing and show that pride that investing in you as their kid have brought them something better. It could be, yes, but it, 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 it's a lot of fucking screen, sh smoke and mirrors, man. Yes, but still then, if you call your mom today and say, mom, I'm buying you a, a new Honda. Because mom say, hey, in the last three months you call your mom, she say, I took my car to the mechanic. I quit my car to the mechanic. And then next thing you know, you you have to do that every time you got mom, okay. How about I just take 5K, yeah, send yeah, it to you, yeah. find a car, and then you... Because you want your parents to have... Always, yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely, yeah, 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 yeah. So, not all of us came from... And uh, the other thing you have to understand, some people that are actually coming abroad come from rich families. Their parents will never want from anything, nope. and the people around them will never want from anything, so they were never going to reach out to them. But the majority of people that are here came from average middle-class family. Their parents have hustled and, and took their life savings, sold their property for, for their kids to have a better life. You came to America with $3,500 in your pocket? That was for school. School was already $1,500. <laughs> so you, have, you had 1000 Wait, you had 2000 Two left. You were balling. But that you got all the semester. Count it. <laughs> so by semester two, I didn't have any money. I got off the plane with two fifty, dollars son. So you didn't come for school. That's not what you came for. Fair enough. You just walked in America because you already had a passport in your hand. I came with a student visa. Yo, that shit, like, so three, 3500 though, bro. So? I'm just saying I'm a student. I understand. No, it, do you know, do you know, no, what, no, do you know what the average student come here with in oh, America? 10, 15, come on. 15 we know, we know, we know that. Yeah. yeah, but no. In 2004, just... I was balling with 3500 <laughs> Yo, that's what I'm saying. And you just cut me off no, in my three or 30 I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, but it's funny to me because, because <laughs> when you said 35 k even though that's not even money, mm -hmm. right, I was just like, 
Man, Jack came on here balling this shit, yeah. you know what I mean? Yeah, <laughs> but then you pay tuition. Tuition. And if you on like if you stay on board or you like renting an apartment and you have nobody to stay with, like that's another like you pay first month and last month rent. rent. And by the time you chop that shit down, <laughs> you ain't you you don't you got, got shit. nothing left. So it's just funny. I'm sorry, but go ahead. So so uh, one of the one of the the things is that you want your family to do okay, right? That's your responsibility. And the worst part is the responsibility of the elder. Yeah. So the oldest of the house is responsible to everyone else. I know because I'm there. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm one of them. King Talby. So so you you want your parents to do okay. So obviously the first job, the second job, or when you start doing okay, the first thing you want to do is I want my mom to do well. Mm-hmm. If dad needs something, I want him to do well. Yeah, yeah, okay, yeah. you yeah. do that. Yeah. Your, your brothers, sisters are all counting on you to help them out. Yeah. Oh, I'm, I need this. I need that, that. You got to do that too. Because not because you have to. Here in America, people can look at their, their brother and say, fuck you, I'm not giving you shit. I no, you know the weirdest thing is when parents charge their children rent to live in their to house. To live in their house. That's crazy to me. That's that's another thing. Your parents will never charge you rent because they because believe they hope that your success will and it's like the umbilical cord is cut when you have success. Like and, they, and they they just automatically believe that okay, you can stay home. And, and you know, honestly, like I want to buy a home. So that I'm able to do that for my kid. But you know the funny thing about that? I learned but I was having a conversation with um, a friend of ours or a friend of mine. And they were like, literally, that's generational wealth. Mm-hmm. And it didn't even dawn on me that. It is. Like, you know, uh-huh. I'm, it's mind blowing because mm-hmm. you're just like, wait, wait, wait. Oh, shit. Yeah, it is. You know what I'm saying? Because. We, it's never put in that, again, and this uh, this person is um, African-American, and it was dope for them to put it that way because we have generational wealth. Mm-hmm. In Africa, we in do. In Africa, we do. You always have a home. You always have a home. Always. You always have a compound. You always have a farm. Mm-hmm. That's gen- That's been passed down for generations, my but we dad, don't even- I, I, I always tell people, if my dad sell his land, I will be a oh. millionaire here in America. Because I could have taken that money, flip it 20 times. But this, in his mind, he always say, mm-hmm. this is for y'all, right? I'm buying this land. I'm building this house. It's for y'all. The concept of, and I believe that's one thing that the African-American community lacks here. Mm-hmm. We never think past ourselves, right? The African-American I'm community guilty of that. never past ourselves. But you have to think past yourself. I'm guilty of that. And I was guilty of that till I realized that the only way we grow to become stronger is by securing the bag and securing the future of our kid before even they walk into that future. And you know, the funny thing is, I mean, if we're being transparent, like, should I say this on the podcast? Fuck it, we're here. Um, For the most part, I had a, as opposed to, I mean, you know, I love my family and everything like that, but I had a deep resentment for how that worked out. But, But again... You, you and I are in the same bucket. But that's what I'm saying. But well, as, first, as we, thing, mm-hmm. first thing was, my dad always prioritized 
buying things for our future mm-hmm. than taking care of me. I was made fun of as a kid mm-hmm. growing up, right? Mm-hmm. Most people are like, oh, you dress like trash. Yeah, yeah, you yeah, never yeah, wear anything. Yeah, 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 yeah. And I was made, I was bullied as a kid, mm-hmm. right? Because I didn't dress like the other thing. Girls, yeah. you know, when you're around people, you're like, oh, dude, why are you wearing that clothes? Yeah, 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 Secondhand, yeah. my dad's like, la vie ne fait pas le monde. Like the clothes don't make the month. Yeah, as the long man, as you yeah, go to school, yeah. I don't give a shit, yeah, yeah, right? Yeah, 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 I yeah. worked every land that he bought Mm-hmm. I went there and we harvest all that yep, land yep, till day. Yep. And then every weekend while my friends were out you were at the playing farm. ball. Yeah. Like literally, my, my friend used to call me Joel Indian, which is which is was a, a character in a cartoon mm-hmm. that is always dirty mm-hmm. because he worked in the farm. Mm-hmm. Tom Sawyer. In Tom Sawyer, mm-hmm. the cartoon, Joel the Indian. Mm-hmm. Joel the oh, Indian gotcha, gotcha. character. Yeah, 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 yeah. Joel Indian. That's yeah. what they call me because yeah. my skin, because of cement, you always, just red. always look red yeah, and, yeah, yeah. And because of the, the thing. But my, my best friend would call me Joe. Like, mm-hmm. if he called me today, he still never called Close me a day in my life, Jack. Yeah. He was like, what's up, Joe? Joe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because every weekend is like, is your Man, dad going to let yes, you, you play? Play with us you today? come outside? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I'm there working the back. But... It, I had a deep resentment. I said, mm-hmm. you know what? Fuck it. If when I actually get here, I'm gonna invest my kid. Yeah, they yeah. will wear the best clothes. Yeah, yeah, They're gonna yeah, do yeah, this, yeah, this, that. Yeah, but yeah. then, as I grew up, I, I'm, I'm realizing they gotta be a little bit of middle ground. Absolutely, here, right? absolutely. And then, mind you, I got I got married very young. Mm-hmm. How old were you? I had a kid very young. I got married at 21, turned 22. That's right? cute. I had a kid yeah. at 22. That's cute. Go ahead. So. So as as I, ha- I had a kid young, mm-hmm. I barely had a time to process. Play. Process. Yeah. Not even play yet. Process, process what you were dealing in my with. Head, yeah, yeah, yeah. What parenting is, what having a kid is, what I was doing two jobs, how having the pressure of your family on you. Mm-hmm. And I know a lot of people are in my condition that are listening. If you're an immigrant, you 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 walk into this thing blind. Absolutely. Responsibilities just lay on you and at 23 with a baby in your hand mm -hmm. you don't know what in the hell you're doing but yet may I ask you a question yeah but yet finish that thought but but yet you know that you are responsible okay so let me ask you a question so this this mode of apparatus that you operandi whatever you want to call it that you took upon Mm -hmm. was this based on like behavioral that you had noticed or was it like your own uh, volition? No, it, it took me after being divorced, mm-hmm. after taking the time for myself mm-hmm. to now ponder and almost recap my yeah, life yeah, yeah. from Leading 22 up, yeah. to Leading 27, up to, yeah, 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 right? Yeah. And I'll be honest, mm-hmm. today while I sit here, I, I can remember... You know, I can remember maybe my wedding day, mm-hmm. right? I can remember when my daughter was born. Mm-hmm. But I can tell you that I don't remember, remember any of the any other oh, wow. thing in between. Oh wow. Of my marriage, of my other thing. Because during all that time, it was pressure, pressure, pressure. Do you remember the conflicts? I, you know what? At that time it was it seemed so serious, mm-hmm. but today. They don't even matter. I I'm just saying, but do you remember them? Because I remember them. The happy times were were few to slim because you were working so hard. So hard, but uh, but also in my head, those conflicts today. I oh, feel that's, like we laugh about that now. Yeah, yeah. but you healed enough as a person mm-hmm. that those conflicts are not 
are today are minimal mm-hmm. compared to what you have to deal with on a daily basis. Right, today. right, right, right. But even dealing with your ex partner, whatever you want to call yeah, it, but 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 it's it's but but the, you know those are more like I like to call tickling your brain reminders. Mm-hmm. It's like you you have this conversation mm-hmm. with this person, and then one subject or something come up. And then it triggers a memory oh, of way far then, and you go, I, I should be petty. Yeah, or I remember this. Yeah. Right? But then in your mind, it, it, it either angers you or make you smile, mm-hmm. or is something that triggers something in you. I mean, I had a conversation before, mm-hmm. right, on my phone, and, you know, she's gonna listen to it probably to this podcast, but I had a conversation before and I hung up and I said, I'm never getting married again. Okay. Right? Because, the conversation triggers so many so much your emotions, bad memory yeah, 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 and emotion yeah, 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 immediately yeah, 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 yeah. that I was like, you know what? This is a constant reminder for me yeah. that maybe I've done my part. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I should be moving. Yeah, but yet, I'm paranoid. it took a moment mm-hmm. for myself to actually go back and go, okay, yes, this is triggering something. Or mm-hmm. yes, this make make you sad, or this makes you happy, or this this. Mm-hmm. But isn't that the sum of those things that make you who you are today? No, but I, it it is interesting because you know, shout out to my son's mom. Um, you're gonna listen, so shout out to you. Um, you keep saying I, I throw you under the bus sometimes. So here's your shout out, my dear. But it's funny how because her and I now. Mm-hmm. Like back in the day, if our son was into all the shit that he's into now, mm-hmm. you would know we were not getting along. Mm-hmm. Now, it's literally like we play so much. People go like, "You guys, are you guys like happily married?" I'm like, mm-hmm. "No, nah, I even no. live close to where she mm-hmm. lives." You know what I'm saying? But it's just the mutual respect that we have for each other. But also, it's just like some days, like she, she would even say, like she's a, I, I appreciate that you go to therapy because I'm not going to therapy, so I can just call you and cuss your ass out. And I'm like, that's kind of toxic, but whatever. You know what I mean? But you're family, so we can have those conversations. Mm-hmm. And it's just interesting that back then. Like you just like you're saying, you don't remember a lot of a lot of that situation. I tried to think about it, and I won't say I don't remember it. I, I it, most it's of it was a blur. a blur. It's a blur because now, but I, I will add that now I believe that we're in a better position. We are and, and, to and enjoy. So it's not a it's not a deficit you, you to put, that point. That oh no, you put two bodies away from each other, and all of a sudden they find a way to function. But you know the weird thing is like when women meet me and like. Usually, like, my son's mom will FaceTime me or some shit, and I'll mm-hmm. answer the phone, and they'll be like, are y'all fucking? And I'm like, mm, no. No, but... But she's but my, my, emer- she's my any, emergency contact. Any, like, any woman any woman in your life, if you had a relationship, a kid with someone before, being the respectful person that you are... And some building people that, that understand that. Yeah, because I don't care what anybody says, mm-hmm. right? And especially us African, right? My ex-wife... People in Africa, if they don't know any better, will refer to her again as my mom mm-hmm. left my dad since I was seven years old. Mm-hmm. I'm 36. <laughs> and people still ask, how's your wife doing? <laughs> right? When they want to refer to my mom, to my yeah, dad, yeah. well, how's your first wife doing? Yeah, 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 yeah. They don't say, how's, how's Yvonne doing? Yeah, 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 yeah. They no, go, how's your first wife? Salute to wife? your mom, by the way. I want right? to be there someday. How, how, 
how's your first wife doing? So that concept of if you if we have a pool of blood that we share together, mm-hmm. you never out of the family doesn't leave us, right? That's the same way as a social contract. You see your dad coming in and taking care of everybody in the family. Your aunt are, are, are depending on your parents. Mm-hmm. Your Their little brothers are coming every Sunday. On Christmas Day, he's the one who's buying them the, tish, the, the cloth for their clothes, giving them money so they can, they can have Christmas, right? They, they're giving them, they are included. One of my uncles used to do this thing on Christmas Day. The weirdest thing ever. He would sit in front of his living room. No, in front of his compound. And he would open the gate. Uh-huh. And he would sit there with a bag and just hand out five, five naira to everybody. Uh-huh. Or 50, 50 naira, whatever, like, uh-huh. I, you know, to kids. But I was just like, why do you do this? He's like, the people have nothing and I'm a doctor. And I own my own hospital. So I have to give them. But I think like even today when people do giveaways and things like that, I feel like it re reinforces that behavior uh-huh. of pushing the responsibility onto somebody else. Yeah. Because, okay, so in, in your, in your, you're the first, right? I'm the oldest. You're the oldest. So how many siblings are under you? Five. Where do they all, do they all live? Do some live in Togo or do... Some live in Togo, mm-hmm. and, and uh, the third of us live in Canada. Okay. So when you go to... So, okay, what are you, what is your phone conversation? Like, in a month, give me how, like, the extended family, what does that look like for you? No, I think through the years, I've weeded out the extended family. Mm-hmm. So that doesn't happen anymore. What about high school five friends years ago, and things like that? Five years ago, that happens a lot. Mm-hmm. It used to happen where people would call me like, hey, I was just at your dad's house. Mm-hmm. You know, he, he said you're doing well. Things are good. Things are this. Things yeah. are very good. Yeah. You know, I'm very proud of you. I just want to call you to say I'm very proud of you and blah, blah, blah. Well, let me hold something. And then, and then <laughs> when they're hanging up, it's like, oh, don't forget us. So, yeah. you know, yeah, make yeah, sure yeah. that, ah, you know, while you're eating, if there's some crumbs... Let us have them, right? Yo, why do y'all use a lot of analogies, man? Be- because because people never want to come up in front and and ask you something, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. You know, or people will call. Yeah, I would get calls like, you know, your 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 little nephew that you never met is just sick right now, and you know, it's just he's gonna take a lot to go to the hospital, and you know, and they they they're you know pulling on your heartstrings. Do you feel guilty? No, I don't. Why? I used to. Okay. What and changed? Now I don't. I went back home. Okay. As I went back home, after, and I went back home pretty late. Mm-hmm. So I went back home about four and a half years ago. Mm-hmm. And when I went back home, I sat with the people that were asking stuff, mm-hmm. right? I went and visited them. Mm-hmm. I want to see how they're living, mm-hmm. right? Because I needed to put an image, mental, yeah, 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 right? yeah, mental yeah. image mm-hmm. to the situation. The situation. And I can tell you, every single immigrant that lives here, right? Mm-hmm. the people that give less are the ones that go back home more often. Mm-hmm. The people that give more are the ones that we don't can't afford go back it. home yeah. that much. Yeah. Because somewhere you have that guilt that of, you know what? I don't come home. You, you know, you, somebody's calling you, asking you for, you know, 50 bucks mm-hmm. back home, which is a big deal in the currency. Mm-hmm. But then in your mind, you go, here as an American, like, I could lose 50 bucks, you know? Yeah, 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 yeah. So you go, you know what? 
somewhere karma is gonna come back to me if i don't i don't believe in something nice Mm -hmm. somebody asks you for something Mm -hmm. just help right it's 50 bucks right but when i went i used to do that 50 bucks here 50 100 dollars here 50 bucks here at the end it does add up but then i went back home and And you can't write that shit off yes and you talk to them and you realize some of them are drinking beers from morning till midnight Right, they having a good time. Mm-hmm. Right? As a matter of fact, they having a better time in life than you do. Yeah. So somewhere you just sit there and go, okay, wait a minute, wait, wait a, wait, wait a gosh darn minute. Right? I have to use my white voice. Like wait a gosh darn minute. Hey, somebody, wh- whoever took Jack today and brought this what? clone to my home, please switch him out. It, it, it's, ahead, like, it's like it's like what what are you guys doing? Yeah. I thought you told me you had issues. I thought you told me your wife was sick. I thought you told me those things, but it's not true. So obviously, all you are counting on is the fact that I'm abroad and you I'm not gonna miss. It. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I'm not gonna miss this money, right? Mm-hmm. If I ask Jack and he sent me a hundred dollars, he's, he's not, not gonna, gonna miss it. That. But also, also, you have to take into account that they because of the distance, you don't see how they're living. Correct. Like again, my sister, my sister, shout out to my sister. My sister calls this corporate begging. Mm-hmm. Because it's basically like a pool. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You have an extended. You you can solicit fifty different people, and if ten of the fifty you solicited sends you something, you're fucking like because there's and, no and, there's no ROI. Oh no, you have to also say people make it a job. Mm-hmm. They'll call me Jack. Then they'll call, call your brother, my, my brother, yeah. or they'll call my uh, their my their other brothers, uh, their other nephews, mm-hmm. right? Then they'll call their somebody else, mm-hmm. right? They have a list of all these people living abroad that they're gonna call because they know out of the ten people they may call, mm-hmm. one may actually say yes. You know, funny thing is like, so I had a relative that contacted my sister, mm-hmm. yo, down on funds, holla. She's like, all right. I ain't got much, but I'll break you off a little something. Then they inboxed me, right? Mm-hmm. And I was like, all right, you know, I haven't seen you in a minute. I haven't mm-hmm. talked to you in a minute. So I said something. Mm-hmm. Talking to my sister on the phone, I'm like, yo, like this one. So she's like, yeah, I just sent him like a bag and shit. And I was like, wait, what? What'd you send? It's like, I sent this. And I was like, oh, fuck. It's like, wait, you sent something too? I'm like, yeah. And I was like, oh, we got got. But that's now we have to be, like, I always have to check notes with her. You know what I'm saying? Like, all right, look, so-and-so contacted me. Uh-huh. What's the move? Like, did you, you know what I mean? But usually I'm just like, yo, run interference. I don't want to uh-huh. talk to these people. Uh-huh. Because I already have my life going on, and I care about your children, and I want to take care of ours. But it's just like when other people are just coming in and just trying to like, oh, okay. Like even when my mom passed away, you know what I'm saying? Like, and I know you guys keep saying I bring up my mom a lot, (laughs) but this is a pivotal person in my life. But like when my mom passed, she had a house full of kids. And Uh I was like, y'all got to go to your parents now. Uh You know what I'm saying? And then some of them were like, some of the parents were just like, well, your mom said she was going to take care of them. I'm like, that's great. But she just they died. No, they're no longer my responsibility. Yeah, she just died. What do you think? She's like, well, you have to take. I'm, I live in America. What the fuck do you think I'm like? I work forty hours a week. Social, again, social unwritten contracts. That's crazy right? to me. So, so th- this bring me to to the people that lie. Okay. To the diaspora and the people that lie to the people back home. Okay. 
That's so, wait, why would you lie? Go ahead. So what happened is most of us immigrant that lives in foreign countries, mm-hmm. every time we want to go back home, what do we do? We change currency. We get a visa. And what do? What, but when we get back home, what do we do? I don't know. We try to stunt. Says because, wait, 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 wait. Who tries to stunt? I'm telling you right now. I don't stunt. But because you you are a different type of dude. <laughs> what have, I, you, I have you been back home with a bunch of people that actually just came back? Them fresh off? Like came, like went to the UK and just came back? No. The last time I went home, I was home with uh, Rosie, our friend, mm-hmm. um, and her two sisters. Okay. And the way it worked out was... But I mean, we were just kind of, we just kind of vibed. Like it wasn't, I wasn't trying to stunt or do anything uh, crazy. I'm telling you right now, people would take things back home. Mm-hmm. They will go back home and then they will save a you- thousand, fifteen hundred, two thousand, three thousand dollars and go back home for two, three weeks. And I swear to you, act like they live their life. Rent a car. Take the homies. Nope. You know, doing what they do. I'll take just, the homies out. No. But, but take the biggest trips they can take. Doing what they do. Rolling this, doing that. And then they live in their life, right? At home. So what does those kids are looking down at and saying? You got to pay that shit you get no, home. But what does those kids are thinking? They go, oh, my God. That's the money that this, the other people I know abroad. Yeah, I'm making. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a, it's a, it's like you know how it's like it's like the dudes that do the the money phone on Instagram and right. like the you know the hood niggas are like, Correct. yo, uh, I'm just trying to motivate. It's like no, that's stunning. Correct. Like you're motivating, but you're not showing how to motivate. Again, that's why like I think you and I get along a lot because I'm a creative person, but I'm dense when it comes to business. The reason why I love Jack as a person is because Jack came to me one day and said, hey man, let me teach you how to do this shit. You know what I'm saying? You come into my world, I'll show you some stuff. And Jack came into me, uh, pause. Jack came into my world um, without any type of like, oh, I'll give you this for this. No, we just kind of have an understanding where Jack is like showing me a whole bunch of shit. And as time goes on, I unveil what I have, like in terms of, you know, photography, podcasting, whatever the fuck we're doing. But no, it's kind of it, it, it does make sense. And when you when I went home for the first time for my father's funeral, I, I wouldn't say I was stunting, but my mother again. You guys will hear a lot about my mom on this podcast. Like, we're going till 2050. So trust and believe you're going to hear a lot about my mom because she was an amazing person. But my mom was like, hey, man, like, go to the bank. Here's my ATM card. Take out, like, 75 Gs. Put in your backpack. And I'm like, mom, I don't need to roll like that. Like, I'm not trying to get robbed. Like, I walk, I'm a paranoid person. But mind you, I come from America. I know I'm a target. Because we went to the market one time mm-hmm. and somebody was like, ah, madame, you know, this your picking, we get tattoos on this, that, and the third. And I was like, yeah, 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 whatever, man. But you're not about to rob my mom, though. He's like, ah, you be Americana. So fast, I was like, oh, boy, listen, I be Niger boy. You know what I mean? Like, no, no, no thing said because I get tattoos. Like like yeah, I had to like literally, like you, it's like, ah, if you be Niger like boy, you know that. what I'm saying? Like, he was just like, all right, well, in that case, this is the price for I'm, it. Yeah, I'm a, I'm, a, I'm a backup. Yeah, I'm a backup. So, again, it's like, it's a very weird concept, but like, you know, I tried, I, I just, I don't know how to stunt. 
I don't like to be in public anyways. But but what you, what I'm telling you right now is people mm-hmm. will, will, will work hard here, mm-hmm. save money mm-hmm. for just the simple satisfaction to go back home. I call it the uh, the save the father the savior complex, and 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 stunt for mm-hmm. a minute. So girls back home, right? Young girls in principal back home. Your uncles back home. So let's say you took a little bit of you know you took some alcohol here, mm-hmm. a couple oh, a yeah, couple yeah. fancy alcohol. You, you take, take it there. You take home. I only drink what I brought in. Oh. I don't drink anything from back home. <laughs> That's bougie it's, it's right now. No, unless it's a local beer. Okay. The reason why is because... Well, you, you have palm wine, right? Yes. Okay. You can't trust people back home. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Because See? jealousy, yeah, for yeah, that yeah. reason, yeah, yeah, yeah. when I go somewhere, I have my little backpack, yeah, yeah. and I have oh, my own shit Jack K is my guy. See, we should right? travel together. We should go to so, Africa together. So, so for that reason, I, I just don't trust people. When I pull my shit out, I got my little cocktail de free in my bag. Period. So let me ask you this then. So how do we break, how do we, how do you think we can possibly change the direction of this, the, the, the unspoken social contract that you speak of? Because you can, you can change a culture, right? Right. But, but, but I'm saying that like, what we can do is start telling people <clears throat> to, to tell the or truth? show other people the truth. Okay. Well, who does it start from us or them? Us. But we we already live in a position where we are at a higher quote unquote. We're in a higher position than no. most of people. I'm just when saying they, this when, is the when, when this is the perception. Right my, my, even my mom, mm-hmm. I always tell her. I said, "Mom, I had to this whole week. I had to work eighty hours. Mm-hmm. I had to put in this, this, and that." Yeah, we didn't record last week because right? I'm was, a try yeah. to help you with this. Mm-hmm. I'm a try, but I don't know if I can. Mm-hmm. Even though technically I can. But it's again. It's the like reason why you do stuff like that yeah. is you have to keep it real. Mm-hmm. This is an unexpected expense. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So if here you can go and say, you know, what, fuck it, I'm not gonna buy this thing because it's unexpected, unexpected uh, expense. Why would you just stun back home like that? Mm-hmm. When somebody, t- I know people, and this this is not a joke. Mm-hmm. I know people that would take money off their credit card, paying. 36% for the cash, cash advance cash advance Fuck that. to go back home and go stunt wear new clothes every day while they're back home I'm like you live here, here. in a abroad you don't even do that but you go back home and all of a sudden you go fuck this shit. I'm gonna go crazy because I want people to see me as a sign of success. But uh, I have so many questions about this conversation that it's just weird to me at this point because again you are correct like the stun aspect of it does nothing it just creates more responsibility it does but it doesn't create just responsibility for the person it also creates envy i mean just the, like the positive no, it creates it create an image of all of us right oh yeah you're correct. Yes, because so now when you like, yeah. come home and you look like, well, all raggedy, yo, Jack and just all came home last play. week. Yeah, right. because remember, in in most immigrant culture, you compete, you compare to your peers. Mm-hmm. So all of a sudden, Man, you so walk that, in. That's why I get called broke all the time when I go yeah. home. That's crazy. Because they look at you, they go, "Hey." Your your so and so came at, here. Look at, look at your mates. Yeah, your, your mates mate are doctors, they are accountants, and they are wearing you white know, t-shirts. Right. Right, so all of a sudden now, you, your your parents start asking themselves, "Does my Dude, kid act like this, this because he ain't got shit?" 
or is he just playing a role? Oh, is it just? They don't even. I don't even. No, think they don't they think that they don't compute. Is he no. playing a role? Yeah, they just go, or he just doesn't know how. Like because again, especially in that Nigerian culture, I'm I'm generalizing because we we love fashion, we love to yes. flex and things like that. So when I show up and I'm looking bummy without a haircut and things like that, I call that like I call it like bummy swag. Yeah, because for me, it's just like. I, after a while, I decided that I was I was no longer going to uh, to 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 deal with people how they perceive me. Mm-hmm. You can perceive me any type of way, but when I speak to you, that's a whole different thing. But mm-hmm. it's a it's an ode to like somebody like my father, my grandfather, my uncle Bruce Dennis, right? Bruce Dennis had a fro, never got a haircut a day in his life, right? But was a very very brilliant person. My father just shaved his face, kinda, and then shaved his edges. Always had a fro. You know what I'm saying? So I always just looked at those people because I was like, man, your lives are so so much easier because your intelligence speaks for itself. Uh-huh. I don't want to do all this fancy fly shit. I just want to wear a black t-shirt, some shorts, and I'll be cool. And just move on with Yeah, and then it's like, oh, yeah, but you're not looking flashy. You're not, wait, you don't have the Jordans? Man, what do you know about Jordans? Oh, man, like I just ordered a pair for like $1,500. I'm like, nah, I'm not wearing that shit. Like I'm, I get it, but no, I'm not wearing that shit. So again, like, um, so let me ask you this. So, what has been like the the most responsibility you've had to deal with in one one instance? Um, my little brother was just getting ready to come to Canada. Mm-hmm. Why did he go to Canada instead of come to the U.S.? Because they speak French there, so got gotcha, you, got gotcha. you to study. In. Okay, and so you chose the tougher route. Yeah. Okay. And I've uh, I had to help out because there have been some family issues mm-hmm. with his plane ticket. Meanwhile, my mom' health was not working, mm-hmm. so I had to help out with the hospital bills. But meanwhile, the building where she does her business, it floods mm-hmm. at that time. So she's sick, building floods. Mm-hmm. And I also have to help my brother. Got you. Mind you, at that same time, my best mate that I grew up with mm-hmm. is calling me because he just had his first kid. Kid, yeah, yeah. So I, I need to also chip in. I looked at myself, I said, I don't think I signed up for this shit. No. So 30, what it what is that? Almost almost two thousand twenty three hundred dollars later. Mm-hmm. I was <laughs> broke. <laughs> okay. okay. I'm gonna tell a secret on this podcast. There's only two people that know this story. And this falls into the line of responsibility. Mm-hmm. I um, I got evicted from my apartment because my mom came for medical visits. Mm-hmm. And I keep telling you guys, I'll talk about my mom for days because it's my best friend. May she rest in peace. Um, she came for medical attention. Mm-hmm. We took it to Charles Drew. It's a local mm-hmm. hospital here on the north side. Nice doctor taking care of our shout out to Nigerian gang. And he did his best. 
but we had hospital bills to pay. And I paid her bills as supposed to pay my rent. Mm-hmm. I got evicted. But again, it comes down to that whole idea of responsibility. You know what I'm saying? Like where, you know, even then, but I still had to like, I mean, and let, let's not get this fucked up. My mom came and I had no money to buy a car. Uh-huh. The money she brought to go to hospital, she gave me to buy a car. And then she kept some to obviously do uh-huh. what she needed to do. But um, at the end, I paid so much. Not like, you know, co-pay here. Uh-huh money for drugs there, mm-hmm. just to make sure she was comfortable. But by, she didn't know this. My mom never knew this happened to me. I just, she just thought I was moving. You know what I'm saying? And then fast forward to like, I couldn't make rent because I was paying my mom's bills. Mm-hmm. And then I got evicted from my apartment. But again, this is the lengths, like when we talk about responsibility, these are the lengths that some of us are willing to go through to where we will lose our livelihoods because again, the position that we're in as hustlers you know, Jack being an entrepreneur, me doing what I do, we don't necessarily, like, we always go, hey, man, we're going to bounce back. <clears throat> Whether you don't do insurance anymore, you work at a gas station, like, we always will we find be, a way to make be money. Right. Yeah. But these folks don't know that. And I don't want to, like, have my mom have bills just outstanding. But but you don't want your parents. I mean, that, that's what I'm saying. Your parents will never ask you for anything. Mm-hmm. It's your the social contract is simple. They will do everything for you to grow up and take care of you. Mm-hmm. But when you get to that point where you make, most people as tradition, your first dollar that you make, like in our culture, mm-hmm. the first amount that you make, your first salary, you need to take ten percent of that and give to and the church. No, oh. and have a get together in your in your parents' home. What the fuck for? To celebrate your first. Money you've made Fuck that. after going to school and accomplishing whatever you need to accomplish, so you it, it's called Sarah, right? Mm-hmm. Because you you're not gonna you're not it's not even you're gonna eat. Call the kids, you know, the orphans of the of this, the this neighborhood, neighborhood yeah. right? Call an auntie, call uncle, call these people, mm-hmm. and have them come eat, drink. Mama, I've made it. I've done mm-hmm. okay. Absolutely, yeah. No, but that's the social contract that extend to other stuff as well, bro. But that's I don't get how when when did who is do you have a history on this shit? Yeah, but you you have to understand. Aren't you maintaining your family's life? Yes. Yeah, but still, like, fam, it's still exhausting, bro. No. Because you have a daughter here. You have all these other situations here that you have to deal with. Right. And then all of a sudden, like you still have to go, okay, yes, I have a kid. Then you have immediate family. Mm -hmm. Then you have extended family. Mm -hmm. So it just after a while, like the list just keeps going on and on and on and on and on. And you're like, fam, like at what point is it that I'm able to just like, do you know for as much money as I make and I don't make that much money, do you know how hard it is to make like to be able to enjoy your like and, and mind you the hobbies we have you have one hobby that is very fucking expensive mm-hmm. i have two expensive hobbies i'm a photographer mm-hmm. and i'm a scotch enthusiast mm-hmm. can you believe when i'm just like fam like you know the, the one of our connects right mm-hmm. they sent me a text today saying yo one of your collection mm-hmm. just came in and it's for so and so amount mm-hmm. and i'm like 
laptop connect laptop mm -hmm. connect laptop connect but it just like do you think that okay because of this this way of living this is a two-part question do you think because of this way of living as well as um how okay the way of living is we're forever destined to just be in servitude we are oh my god dude the day you I, i'm i'm not gonna say it this way mm -hmm. because it's gonna sound bad if okay. i say it this way okay but you dodged a bullet. Who? Me? Explain. Your sister, your siblings are your only responsibility right now. Says who? S no, I'm saying that if you have to feel guilty about something, your siblings are your only responsibility. Says who? The uncle and dad. Knowing you, you can't say fuck you. I'm not doing it. I just did two days ago. Mm -hmm. because I was tired of, I like literally I sent, I sent a screenshot of a text that I received and my buddy Chuck was like, you didn't even explain yourself. Mm -hmm. And I was like, why? I'm tired of explaining myself mm -hmm. because I refuse. I, I don't like I this. Did, I did it for a period of time mm -hmm. and somewhere I just went, you know what? Fuck this. I'm not doing it. Okay. And, and you know, when I actually decided that why? is when their kid mm -hmm. went abroad. Okay. When my cousins went abroad, mm -hmm. guess what I say? I, you when got, they you, call me, guess what it, I you say? You got it now. And one day he tried to argue with me, and guess what I asked him? What? How's your I son say, doing? I said, I said, hey, how's my, my cousin doing? Yeah. Like, what are they doing all right? Mm -hmm. I said, yeah, because my dad tried to call him a few times and, he didn't, and didn't hear from him. Yeah. He's like, you know, he's always busy. I say, yes, he is busy. I say, yes, he is busy, but guess what? We all busy. Why you get mad at me? When I'm busy. When you call me and you don't hear from me. When you go tell my dad that I'm being disrespectful because every time you check on me, I never call you. Hey, by the way, white people, if y'all thought y'all have the, the crown on passive aggressiveness, y'all don't. Mm -mm. Africans do. No. Immigrants do. Immigrants. Immigrants. <laughs> but Man, also listen, the passive aggressiveness that we have is bar none. <laughs> it's bar none. Because, the, uh, look, African parents created petty. Oh. <laughs> Pettiness is in the black DNA. Yo, that shit is funny <laughs> as fuck, man. With, I swallowed the wrong way. It came with the with, with the black DNA. Y'all y'all migrated and had to learn how to be petty. We <laughs> stayed and just knew petty. I mean, before an African parent tell one story, <laughs> they're going to have the parables. Yo, do you know my gonna, mom used you know to I say? You know, I actually do that till now. And I'm like, oh, my God, I sound like my dad. You sound like your dad. I do. I sound like an old man. You, no. <laughs> listen. Because people because, people will give me, will send me a text when they listen to the, to the podcast and go, can you guys keep putting your feedback where we need them? Go ahead, sorry. He said, they will say, you sound like a like a like an old nah, wise you, yeah, man, yeah, right? Yeah, you're an old dude. But the truth is, that's not true. It's because I just grew up around one, right? Mm -hmm. That is that is always this way. So I, you end up getting, you know, this it's always old people game. No, like my dad, my dad used to say, even hmm, even the poor man living outside. In the hammock, can sleep and dream. <laughs> to done. let me know that why he's saying no to all the demand that I put in. Yeah, 
I still have a you life have an enough idea, absolutely. to actually dream. Yeah, so he yeah. said, you know what? Even a poor man that's sleeping outside in the hammock. That's crazy. Can still sleep and dream. So, so I guess okay. You said that we're not able to change the mentality, right? Of but this we have to risk. change the way the diaspora is dealing with that. We almost so have to create a unified front. How so? By remember, by pro- we're immigrants and not a monolith. Yes, but by by promoting mm-hmm. or calling out. Mm-hmm. The fakeness of people that go back home and flash money at the, at the, at 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 you know but, at the people, but also telling so, people, hey, it, it, it's like think about this: if you chalk at you know all these people from Nigeria, right, and you 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 call chalk and you say chalk, when people call me, here is what I say. Mm-hmm. Somebody else called chalk, he say the same thing. No, but this is the thing: Chuck Chuck is a generous bastard. God no, bless you, Chuck. I, but I, but I understand, but he has his limits too. Oh no, I, I know Chuck. Like that's my guy. And for those that don't know, Mr. Chuck English on Instagram, that's like my best friend. We've been boys since '94. We Chuck is one of my oldest. Like there are two people in this world that I've known since the '90s. Chuck is one of those people. So when I talk about him in that regard, it's like he's one of the friends that we have certain conversations because Chuck has a beautiful heart, and he just gives and gives and gives. But I have friends that are that way too. Mm-hmm. And and even when they're when they give, it comes a certain time when they go. You know what? Fuck this. Correct. I only owe to my family, which mm-hmm. is mom, dad, and some of my siblings. Because mm-hmm. I'm telling you, I have a friend of mine who called me. He said, "Can you believe my sibling called me and cried about some shit?" And when I give this fucker the money, he went and got himself a girl pregnant. Yeah. No, again, it's like, you know, it's it's just weird for me because, again, coming from the type of unit that I came from with the paranoia and everything, and then you're living, you come to America where nobody cares. Mm-hmm. So then your paranoia is even more because you're like, oh, I was in a group of people that they could feed me, but they didn't care about me. Correct. Now I'm in a space where they won't feed me and they don't fucking care about me. You know what I'm saying? So now you it's like a double whammy situation. Mm-hmm. And then you're just trying to fend for yourself. And then people are asking you for favors and things like that. But you're already jaded in the mind. Like, that's what I'm saying. Like, for me, the level of jadedness that I have in me is, you know, and I wish I'm in therapy. Obviously. But, but 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 also the one thing you need to know is mm-hmm. America freed my mind. Well, yes. I mean, because America I've freed realized us. that I realized that I've met people. That really truly care about their family, mm-hmm. but they choose when to help, mm-hmm. and no one died. But and no one, and no one. Yes, they talk shit about the person, but they still family. That's that was when you learned America properly. Correct. That was the, what broke the mold because um, you you learned that okay. When I say no, or when I say yes, we're still family. Right. You can't go nowhere. Yeah, it's not it's like you can't family. disown me. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So Because this is an option. Yes, I can or no, I can't. Man, That's I'm telling it. you, saying no to one of my relatives recently felt so good in the soul. Mm-hmm. Because I was like, man, I can just say no to you. Mm-hmm. And it will be perfectly fine. Mm-hmm. Like, you're not going to okay. die. You're not going to starve. You're going to be okay. Like, you know? So it was just interesting because I was like, man... I feel bad for saying no, but I was like, man, fuck that shit. Because I've said no to many a people and 
they're still alive till today. People, people need to start saying no. Is that the is that the 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 word that we just have to start saying no? Yes. And start being truthful. I'm a janitor. You have to be able to say, I'm a janitor. You have to be able to say, swallow your pride. I feel like people take our responsibility and overcompensate it to make themselves feel better. But sometime. you know we're a country of we're we're a culture of perception. Yes. So Again, you could be working as a telemarketer, but your mom will always say, ah, engineering my and pekin, communication, my, communication. My, my pekin, they're outside, they're abroad. You know what I'm saying? And you're just like, uh, ma, you know, I do, like, I make $10 an hour, right? Like, you can't be telling folks that I'm out here balling when you're just capping. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So, again, it's just like, it's interesting because, you know, for me, like, I mean, now I do my best to isolate myself because... I don't want a situation whereby somebody is stared the wrong way. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't want a situation whereby you think, oh, okay, Taysu lives in America. He got it. No, I got a whole kid that I got to take care of. And mm-hmm. I want the best for him so he doesn't have to depend. Like, I literally every move that I make now as a father is to ensure that my children do not fall into the category of, oh, hey, dad, need $5. Hey, dad, need a tenner. Hey, dad, I need this. Hey, dad, I, you know what I mean? Like, I want it to be a situation whereby we can totally circumvent that. But also that comes with understanding understanding generational wealth and things mm-hmm. like that. But taking care of your kid mm-hmm. is your duty. Right. Taking care of your parents is your duty. Mm-hmm. Your sibling, maybe, because I'm coming from a polygamous family. So some of your moms and some are not your moms. Mm-hmm. But as the eldest, is my duty. Right, right. But guess what? Everybody else is a choice. Mm-hmm. In our social contract, it's your duty. Mm-hmm. But I'm, I'm here to tell every single immigrant, please don't feel bad. Because after calling you, they're going to call someone else. After calling you, they're going to even call your parents. No, that's why I call it corporate begging. Mm-hmm. Because you crowdsource. And by the time you get, like, again, out of 50 people, if 10 people hit you, that's 10 more that you had prior to Correct. that situation. So absolutely, like it makes total sense, but it's just like, man, at some point we gotta stop doing shit like that mm-hmm. because it's just like it just leaves a bad taste, and then you can you don't want to help anybody. Dude, I'm telling you, I like my thing is this. This is how I look at the whole process. I want if I'm invest, I want to invest in people. I don't yes. want to just give you money. So what's the saying? What teach a man. How to, to fish. fish? As opposed to sh- give him, out, give him. Fish. You give you 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 give a man a fish mm-hmm. and you feed him for a day. Right. You teach, teach him a man, man how to, to fish, fish and, and he you eats feed forever. him for life. Right. And that's the thing is for me, I I want to be able to. Hey, if I'm gonna invest in you, I want. We should invest in more people. But you okay? So so, so when somebody call you and say, but I'm, I need clo- I need I need something for shoes. Mm-hmm. You say no. But if you add to that sentence, how is school going? They go, ah, it's going okay. Mm-hmm. What are, what do you what do you what how far are you in? Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm I'm doing all right. Okay. Mm-hmm. What are the things that you're gonna do with your degree or you're planning on doing? Mm-hmm. And then they start telling you, mm-hmm. being a smart person, mm-hmm. you start figuring in your head. You say, this, you know what? Do this in do about that. in about a month from now. Mm-hmm. Call me. Mm-hmm. I'm going to do a little bit of research on what you just told me and that. 
But now you call the person and say, mm-hmm. they, they call you again because their hope is you're still going to help them somehow. Mm-hmm. So you say, okay, I see that you're saying you're doing some engineering and this and that. Mm-hmm. Have you thought about taking some computer graphic engineering to actually understand how to do? No. Okay. I talked to your your uncle or mm-hmm. somebody. Mm-hmm. He told me there was this school. Mm-hmm. Okay. Here, here is $500. Mm-hmm. I paid half of the tuition and how you're going to get there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Make me proud now. Go okay, be your so, best. When you, so, when you do something mm-hmm, like that, mm-hmm, the person, mm-hmm. even though every time they ask you for, oh, I need something for clothes mm-hmm. or we didn't eat at home, mm-hmm, whatnot, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and you say no, they, they will never forget that you put them in a position. That you put them in a position so, to so, be successful. So, so, you know, and I, and I thought about this concept because I wanted to, um, as, as part of my giving back, right? Mm-hmm. I wanted to be in a position whereby I can tell people, hey, listen, like, okay, so I, I've been in the music industry before, for those that don't know. I, I know... Gang shit. Um, so I know how to... But again, we're in the podcast game. Mm-hmm. And my job as, you know, actually we it, don't it, record in Nigeria huh? one day. Oh, for sure. Mm-hmm. But my thing is, like, the the the, the process for me is... I, I need to know the nitty gritty. Mm-hmm. Jack is the outside man. Jack is the face of this and Jack talks his shit. I'm behind the scenes and I'm the one who wants to learn how to edit it properly. Mm-hmm. And I, you know, I need Jack to give me the, like, I'm, I'm basically like a puppy that needs validation every two seconds. But the one thing that I do know for sure is how distribution works. Mm-hmm. Because if we're being 100% honest, and, and granted, this is like we're in a first world. So, yes, our it may be skewed, but we're, we're, we're startup, right? We are. So, we started this with literally this, the, and Jack did the soliloquy earlier, but the equipment from A Day in the Life of an Immigrant was from a conversation series with Taysu Osar. Mm-hmm. I was like, all right, me and Jack are going to do a podcast. I was just able to... Initially, I had a, a, a sound system that could carry for two people. Mm-hmm. Then I was like, all right, I'll put an extra five into production. Mm-hmm. And then boom, we, you know, you bought mics, I did this. And next mm-hmm. thing you know, it's like, all right, cool. We're, we're, we can carry this without, we work, you know, 80 hours a week. Hopefully, and then, as yeah. we put our effort in. Yeah, like hopefully we'll get some ROI. Yeah. People will... And remember, but then as we, I said, pause for mm-hmm. commercial. As I said, when you were, he told you guys, now I'm the business guy. So I'm the one who all, all loved, Taste who actually hates hate talking about money yeah, by nature. He, he will never talk about money. But as you listen to your episodes, as you listen now, if you look, there click, is a click link. In, there click is, in the link. Click, click the link, right? Make sure that you... You click and see how you can support us. We want to be bigger. Tesu, Tesu ultimate dream is for people to actually see us do this. Like wait, that's video. not my dream. Oh, you you tried it multiple times. I did. Time. I like, did. I did. We, we need we need because you want to create content I of quality. That. I do for people, but that's your creative side. Me, I say for to create content. See, when he walked to me, here's what I said. I said we we need to supporters. As we generate income, you can get as many toys as you want for us to create this thing the way you want. But for now, we started, we're just rolling our shirts, 
and getting into it as something we believe in. Yeah. But that's also our responsibility because mm-hmm. today we're just talking about responsibility. We have responsibility to ourselves and to this this podcast to be the best and bring the, the best that we can. We are the best. But if we are, as we are giving this message out, we have to remind every kid that, you know, gravitates, you know, or most immigrants gravitate towards people that ask you for help to make their life better, mm-hmm. not to make their situation better, but to make, make their, their life, life better. better Absolutely. Right? I dig that. And and that's something that I'm learning as in, in on the back end. But again, like I said, you know, again, this is this is a weird podcast, Jack. I don't like this. <laughs> Why? But I will say this. Because, you know, I get chastised a lot jokingly by my Nigerian friends that why you hang out with Jack's but Jack, like Jack gives it Jack is not afraid of me. That's something that is a hard trait to find. Most people are scared to like my son's mom is like, Jack says all the things I think about you. And I'm like, all right. But that's the thing is when you're with some, when you're friends and partners with somebody that is going to be honest with you, going to guide you through certain things. And as somebody who's fucking prideful as I am, Jack has done an exceptional job. You know what I'm saying? So again, we're, we're in that point right now where, I mean, we're recapping everything that happened last week, which we did earlier, but mm-hmm. also it's just like, you know, the responsibilities that we have. Like, again, it's not even on some like super deep shit. Like, Oh, yeah. it's just some days, in, man, in I have out. to wake up at six 30 in the morning and work. But in and out of our lives, right? In and out of our podcast, in and out, as every immigrant that lived their life, in and out, you're going to get those phone calls. You're mm-hmm. going to get those text messages. What's up is the worst thing that came to, to the planet. Mm-hmm. You know, the application, what's up? Because that's people now don't even need to buy credit to call you because as long as they have an internet connection, they have access to you. Mm-hmm. So for that reason, usually I just say, hey, It's okay to say no. It's okay to say I'm broke. It's okay to say I ain't got no money. But usually there's still that guilt that you feel like yes. a disappointment. But but because it's because you care about your image. The people that I've seen that have been successful back home don't care about their image. So they're like, somebody be like, oh yeah, I called him and asked him for like $20 only. And he told why me he was we, broke. Sorry, why do we do that? Be, yeah. Why is that? I just asked him like only $20, but he couldn't even produce that. Now he come here and, and then the person says, so I didn't want to give it to you anyway. Because those people are saying, you know what? I'm okay with the social contract, but I don't give a shit right, about right, the right, social right. contract. So I don't care about my image. You say what you want, but I will still be here. So do you think that the, that mindset, I mean, I know that, you know, the colonizers use it here mm-hmm. where they're in positions where they can do certain things, but you know, they just, it's a doggy dog world. Like if you're in corporate, if you're in stock options, if you're in the stock market and things like that, like right. you will screw over your own family for the bag. For the, for you the know bag. what I'm saying? And so how do you think that, I want to say like, not to just for perspective purposes, because I know how this question is going to come out. It's going to sound fucked up, but listen to what I'm saying. How do you think that we derive that considering we come from a, co- a, a, a collective of it takes a village? Mm-hmm. So again, I believe that my success is 
I won't say based on the people around me, but it's for me to be successful, it's important that the people around me are aware of what I'm doing. Uh-huh. So how do you think these individuals that come from a collective of it takes a village, but still operate under the guise of, man, fuck everything else, I'm going to get mine? But those people are just, it's just self-preservation. Okay. It's not selfishness. Okay. So what they're saying is, you know what? You guys did barely enough. Mm -hmm. There's a little bit of resentment in those people too. Because some of them go, the reason why I have a little bit of courage, because some people that are calling me, I'm like, I remember when I was growing up, my dad always sent me to give you gift and do all this and that. But never you did anything for me. Mm -hmm. So yes, you were family, but are you really? Mm -hmm. If you say you got my back, did you really? Yeah, 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 yeah. Then you start looking at, you start revisiting the dynamic. Mm-hmm. You always come to our house and get this, this, and that. My dad always did, did this and that for you. Mm-hmm. As a matter of fact, I was sent to your house to do this, this, and so. Shit, we keep, re- we keep receipts. You didn't do anything. We keep receipts. Right? So, But those people, are, we used sentences like, uh, when, you were, when you were a kid, right? They will mm-hmm. say when you were a kid, but they forget that we pay attention to some stuff. Mm-hmm. So as you grow up, you go, you know what? If I want to help, I'm helping because I'm in my heart. I feel like helping, but I'm. You are not gonna guilt me into helping. Let me ask you this. So, oh, I love this conversation because okay. So, when you are, you come from a polygamous household. Your mm-hmm. father had brothers. I, I take it. Yeah. Your mom had siblings mm-hmm, as well. Mm-hmm. Okay, so they all tried it. But but so. I will say this because there's some parts like my father's relatives that I wasn't a fan of mm-hmm. and it showed. Mm-hmm. But now I really, but I know that now as I get older and I'm more self-aware, it was ingrained in me mm-hmm. that, not like them. to not like them. And now I have questions mm-hmm. and nobody can ask them those questions. Were they so, really good people? Were they good people? Like what, what like, you guys oh, we just, t- we just took the room and ran with mm-hmm. it. You know what I'm saying? Like we just, we were the the, 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 the casualties of war in that mm-hmm. situation because mm-hmm. literally like there's some family members that I don't fuck with because. You are in the same boat I am. There's currently one of my uncles who, <laughs> okay, is, the, who is the chain, head of the chain, was the head of the chain of BP. The mm-hmm. BP gas station that came to Africa, mm-hmm. to Togo. Mm-hmm. He's the one who brought BP to, to Togo, right? Dang. Mm-hmm. He's an agric- uh, agriculture, agro-engineering mm-hmm. Yeah, agro-engineering scientist. Okay. So that's what he did. Mm-hmm. So he did a lot of chemistry Maybe and understand oil and, and all that. But also, like, he knows plants and shit like that, yeah. So when he, of course, to bring those moves, he had to be in contact with the government, be closer to the president and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Since I was growing up, mind you, since I was growing up, they are my, my, my grandmother, right, from my dad's side, mm-hmm. was the youngest my grandfather married. Okay. And she had she had polio as well. Dang. So my grandpa She must have had a great personality. From, correct. My grandpa <laughs> from from things <laughs> wanted a, wanted to marry a woman. Mm-hmm. And he said and he was also my grandpa was actually a doctor. He was a physician tech. Mm-hmm. So everybody knew him as doctor, doctor, doctor. Because okay. when the first white people migrated up to the mm-hmm. north, mm-hmm. my grandpa was a he loved healing people. So he sat by the doctors. Okay. And so just he didn't learn. Do, 
go to school for medicine, but, but he could tell you everything he learned from the doctors. Gotcha. So what while this person had polio would come to the hospital, mm-hmm. my her and my grandpa hit it off. Mm-hmm. So when he brought her, every other woman was like, What the fuck you bringing this deformed thing here? Mm-hmm. You know, to pretty much, you know, to show off. Show to not to to make us look bad. Right, right, right. So he created a beef in between wife one, two, and three kids mm-hmm. and my grandma who was wife four. Mm-hmm. So those beef have transcended because remember, wife number one, her, her kid is the oldest, mm-hmm. but they were the biggest knuckleheads. Okay. So when my grandpa died, there was already beef on his legs. Right. Those beef transcended to us. I, I, I had a cousin that we met That's so twice. Crazy. Yeah. Right? Mm. But we met twice in real life in front of our family. Mm-hmm. But we went to school together. So we'll vibe up in school while your, I come home and my dad is talking crew. shit about yeah, yeah, his, yeah, his, yeah, his, yeah, yeah. his dad. But yeah. we opposite crew at home. So when, when you get to that point, I knew more about what was happening with my uncle than mm-hmm. my dad knew about his own brother. Right. Right. And then that's but, but because of the type of personality I have, I I defy my dad orders not to be around him. Because it was like, but, oh, but you had the advantage of the yeah, vibe they, in school. They kill, they kill your second uncle. Mm-hmm. You know, he's dead because of them. The witchcraft they done. They did this. They stole some of our dad land. They took all the paperwork. We weren't old enough yet. So as the elders, they had, you know, and they're telling you this whole story. And 30 years later. It's still right? an issue. This beef is still there. And nobody like, nobody has gone, yo, we could just kind of squash this shit. To the point where we never had a family reunion with those people. So imagine that I was in France. Uh, I was in France. No, no, I was, yeah, I was in France. Mm-hmm. On Facebook, one of my cousins hit me up. Mind you, we have the same last name. Bigoted. Yes, mm-hmm. I knew of him mm-hmm. because we saw how people talk of him mm-hmm. and maybe once in a while we met in a function mm-hmm. where my dad and his uncle were invited mm-hmm. by the same uh, people in the government. Mm-hmm. So we, regardless of if we want or not, we had to all had to make vibe. face. Yeah, yeah, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. Fuck so make face. Man. We we just go in there and, and now he's in France studying. He sent me a message and I'm sitting there I'm like, why is this face look familiar? Mm-hmm. Imagine that. Because I haven't spoke to him he, he, since he was he was 12. But check this out. But, no, okay, but okay, okay, okay. Yeah, so, okay, that makes sense. They left to go to France when he was 15. So right. I talked to him three so years he, back home. Right. And, and then, then now fast forward 20 years later, dang. this guy's hit me up. And he he's like, he's like, man, you 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 can't help but you look like the same person that we grew up with. And I'm like, who are you? Yeah. He's like, dude, you're gonna forget me. Yeah. We played we played badminton together. We we played the marbles together. And what what you you dude? What, how can you forget me? I'm like, he's like, you can. And then, like, nigga, who is you? No, but then he proceeded to say, or oh, did your dad still have this beef that he won't uh, let go? And then I started thinking, I'm like, oh, is that one? Yeah. So I wish today those two uncles, the one that actually it, it, 
is an agro-engineering dad. I want to go to France and be able to go to his house and actually have a talk with him, get some knowledge from the guy, get some game from him, maybe help me understand how he worked through these things. But mind you that the first time I tried to make Contact. that bridge work, mm -hmm. when he called my dad to say, you know what? I talked to your son. I'm proud of him. You did a good job on this. Guess what my dad brought up? Nigga snitching. When, no. When are you when are you bringing the paperwork of that five acres that you stole? Like he he went back right away. So he called me back and said, Your dad's an asshole. Yeah. And I'm not gonna talk to you anymore. You and your cousin, you guys are the next generation. Y'all figure it out. But why but not you know, talk you? You know one thing anymore? I don't like about that though? I don't like the fact that like, you know, in some in some situations, <clears throat> the older generation just cops out. They do. And then they go, y'all figure it out. Y'all like, figure we, it out. Like, our, the way our pride is set up, we're never going to let this shit go. And you're just like, yo, but you guys are supposed to be teaching us yep, how yep. to move into the future. It's like, yep. yeah, fuck that shit. Fuck, you're going to no, learn it on yep, your own. Y'all yep, yep, so, figure it out. let me ask you this. Like, in, in reverse, though, have you ever been in a situation whereby you have experienced, like, some goodwill based on the responsibility? Because I know, like, when we talk about responsibilities, a lot of it just comes with, it's a, it's a burden mm -hmm. and an obligation that some of us don't want to take on. Mm -hmm. But have you ever been in a situation whereby, like, let's say you go home and somebody surprises you based on the responsibilities that you have been obligated to and had to take care of? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, there have been plenty of time where I was proud of helping. Mm -hmm. Like when my mom started her business. Mm -hmm. I was happy to, to oh, yeah. for the entrepreneurial way to see my mom do something that she flourished. It's like, y'all, this is our business. We, you know, this is our bag right here. You know? And and I, I didn't even think about if he fell, if he worked, doesn't no, matter. No, it doesn't matter. She got something. Yeah. Right? Um, if, I'm the, if I have to be the when, only customer. When my, 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 uh, my younger brother was coming here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, his mom and my dad beef all the time. So my dad was always like trying to do him wrong. Mm -hmm. But guess what I said? I said, thank God I'm in a position today where I'm like, you know what, little bro. Got you. I seen you be born. It is true. I was 13 when you were born. So I didn't grow up with you. But. But you still my bro. Mm -hmm. On the plane ticket, I got you. Yeah, that's some dope shit, man. Because this is for your future, right? Mm -hmm. I'm changing your life right now. Right. I'm not here to change your, you know, to help you get shoes or whatnot. Yeah, no, no, no. no. So uh, the diaspora, all, all immigrants that are speaking to the people back home need to understand that it's time for us to start investing in people's life, and right? You do not, do not give people money because they're giving you stupid ass excuses mm -hmm. on how they, they something is going on. It's time for us to start saying no, no, no. If you're gonna, if if it's something that's gonna help you make money later on, and you don't have to ask me anymore, I'd rather actually give you a thousand dollar one time than to give you ten thousand, uh, uh, hundred dollars every times. time you actually are coming and coming and coming. So yes. But I think we, we think touched we, base. You think we covered it? But again, look, I'll say this. Again, this is this is one of those. I like this this format better, but I'm not doing that whole bullshit of waiting <laughs> to finish a point. But um again, guys, like we we're human. We get excitable, we make mistakes, we fail. But the one thing we don't do is we don't quit. Mm -mm. That's that's what immigrants 
that's the backbone of what we stand on. Mm-hmm. We never quit. So, you know, for those that, you know, provide feedback and keep listening, we appreciate it. Um, as always, feel free to hit us up at, you know, Immigrant Chronicles at gmail.com, uh, A Dana Life Immigrant Chronicles on Facebook, Immigrant Chronicles on Instagram. You can leave us feedback on iTunes. There's a video on our Instagram page on how to do that. Um, Jack, you want to leave them with uh, a, pro- a proverb? Yeah, proverb, right. You got one? Uh, let me see. Uh, come on. Do I do I have a good one? We're talking about responsibility yeah, here, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Even, right, somebody say even the tree with the biggest roots still need water to survive, right? Mm. Right? Even the tree, the baobab tree. Baobab trees yeah, are big. The, the, the baobab tree, yeah, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. But even though they survive through, through the hot heat of the desert, mm-hmm. they still need that one rain mm-hmm. to survive. To Tran- make it translation? Through. Translation is, it's not because we are in Europe. And you see us abroad in America, in Europe, in mm-hmm. Asia, mm-hmm. that you see us abroad standing at the big old trees, mm-hmm. that we also don't need water, oh. right, to rain on us. We also don't need your Such help, right? Not kidding. Right. We also don't need you to call us and ask, how are you doing, mm-hmm. right? Absolutely. Because as the village, as the responsibility is your, is you have to, you can't cut the social contract when I get in the plane and I'm gone, mm-hmm. right? For me to keep you at the forefront of my mind, you have to be able to continue being that family that you are. In terms of the social, the social contract goes both ways. Both ways. You so can't always You can't just yeah. call me because yeah. you need yeah. something. Yeah. You can't just reach out because you need something. Mm-hmm. I need you to call me to ask how I'm doing. My day's going, how is America? America, how things are treated. Yeah. Yeah, 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 absolutely. If nothing else, you give me a parable. Yeah. You you remind me. Or if nothing else, you anchor me. Right. So so bef- before you finish that, do you have people? Because you know our family listens to what we do. So do you want to shout out a few people that do that for you? I have a few people that I would like to like. My give mom. You. She's the only one. Okay. That will call. Um. And, and just say, how are you doing? So I'll say my sister, uh, my son, obviously. Um, Your son is not in Africa. Okay, so, okay, fair enough. My sister, obviously, um, my cousin, Damegzi, uh, my cousin, Saj, and special, special shout out to uh, my cousin, Hamidou. Because for as long as I've been in this country, Hamidou is just like you. Hamidou calls me or texts me, and he was like, yo, what are you doing? Like, no, man, cool. It's like, all right, well, my daughter's doing great. Uh, just checking in on you, seeing how everything is going. So salute to you, man. Like, you know, you always try to show love. Shout out to my cousin, Sach, as well. Sach always shows love. My sister always shows love. So shout out to those people. Um, last words. So... Shout us, right? We need that that water every now and then for our soul to grow. And our fans too. Like our supporters. No, I don't like to call them fans. Our supporters. We need you to shower us. Pause. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Anywho. This has this, been a, this it, has been a day in the life of an immigrant. Hey. I'm Tesu Osar. And I'm Jack Bigadoo. This was a weird episode, but, <laughs> but we, we get out. it. Yeah. Peace. <laughs>